0: Welcome to the Valmica Property Investing Podcast, where I, your host, share the key to success in the Australian property investing market. I'm the founder of Valmica Buyers Agency. You can find us at valmicaproperty.com. The contents of this podcast are the personal opinion of your host and are intended for entertainment purposes only. Any financial advice must be obtained from your trusted financial advisor or a qualified professional. In today's episode titled how China's economy impacts the Australian property market we're going to break it down into three segments. The first segment is the most recent past so how COVID impacted China and the resultant impact on China, how it affected global supply chains, and in particular, rating to Australia's property market. Second segment we will discuss is the recent developments so, Chinese government policies, current property market policies, and their global effects, and in particular, tying it back to Australia's property market. And then lastly, segment three, the future prospects of China's economy and the possibilities it'll create for us in Australia, and in particular, the Australian property market. So let's dive straight into it. So past COVID had a huge impact on China and in every economy around the world. So the economies around the world significantly declined in economic activity. Now China's was particular particularly important because China is the manufacturing powerhouse of the world. And because their manufacturing capabilities grounded to a halt, it created huge global supply chain shortages. So we saw it in all aspects of the economy. So first one in particular was chips. So for computer chips, there was a huge shortage in computer chips, and there is a result companies like apple struggled to launch their new product and have enough supply to for the world so there was huge supply shortages there was people waiting in queues um, for their product and weren't able to get their product and they had to wait uh, a couple of months delayed sometimes a couple of weeks delayed to to get the the actual product and this This flowed through to all aspects, including cars, the car industry, car prices went up because there was a supply shortage of cars. And that's all had to do with China's manufacturing capability grinding to a halt. Now, where it impacted Australia quite significantly uh, was the property market, because China supplies the building materials to Australia, and there wasn't a good supply of of building materials as a result the demand for them went up and the prices went up significantly and this had huge impacts for developers and builders in Australia. So they had these fixed contracts where they were committed to building for a certain price, they weren't able to commit to it and many of them went bankrupt and what this did was many projects were put on hold or completely scrapped so the supply of property into the Australian market decreased substantially and a resultant crisis, so to speak, has happened where there's a supply shortage of property in Australia. And the impact of that, of course, is a shortage of supply, not enough to meet the demand, and property prices dropped, but not as significantly as they should have because of the supply shortage. And the ramifications of that now will be felt especially in the next bull market because there is a current shortage. So moving to today, what's happened with the China's economy since? So the rest of the world's come out of COVID and we had this huge boom around the world, but this didn't happen in China. China is actually currently in a recession, but why is this the case? And it's got to do with an economic policy tied to the Chinese property market. So China went on a massive spree of building, building homes, building places for people to live because they had this huge migration of population away from rural areas into the cities because China's economy was growing quite aggressively and they needed places to stay. So companies took in huge amounts of debt in China to build all these properties. And, and there was a property bubble that was being created. And the Chinese government doesn't view property as a financial instrument like it is here in Australia. They view it as a place to live and therefore it shouldn't be expensive. It, it, it shouldn't be used as a financial tool to create wealth, so to speak, like you would in like stocks, for example. So they try to put a halt to this. And the unfortunate reality is, their policies were too aggressive and it caused many of these property development companies in China to go bankrupt because they had too too much debt and they couldn't um, they couldn't sell enough properties to actually uh, pay back the debt and as a result went bankrupt and this had a huge huge impact on the Chinese economy because many people had place deposits for their homes and because these companies were going bankrupt they couldn't finish the homes and they couldn't pay back their deposits because they had no money to pay back the deposits and it caused a huge amount of consumer sentiment dropping off the cliff so there there was literally no consumer confidence in the economy so on the back of that consumers stopped spending in all categories Uh, across the economic sector, and it caused a huge slowdown in China, and that's currently what's happening. So what were the impacts of this current uh, recession in China? How's that impacting Australia, and in particular, the property market? Well, for one, it hasn't, the, the Chinese manufacturing capabilities haven't been able to play catch up with the supply shortages to the extent that people were hoping. And the reason for this is because economic sentiment is down and consumer sentiment is down, companies are not investing in China. And because of that, they're not investing in more capabilities to manufacture. So the supply shortage of building materials hasn't caught up, so to speak, with the backlog as much as people were expecting. So building materials are still pretty high. So that's one impact. And obviously the impact of that is, flows through to, you know, Australia, less people wanting to build because it's too expensive, etc. cetera. So it's not helping the supply shortage. Number two is, Australia is the export um, engine, so to speak, of the world, because we're very fortunate to have all these um, raw materials, so iron ore, coal, etc. And because of China being in a recession, there there is less opportunity for Australian companies to export their raw materials. And as a result, uh, Australia's economy isn't making as much money as it could. So there's an economic, potential economic slowdown on the back of it. So that's one way it affects Australia's economy. Secondly, because the demand for our goods is waning, It means that there's less demand for Australian dollar because they need to purchase Australian dollars to purchase our product. So they're not purchasing Australian dollars, which means Australian dollar is weakening. And the impact of a weaker Australian dollar is we get inflationary pressures on the back of it. But why would we get inflationary pressures on the back of a weaker Australian dollar? It's got to do with price of oil. So oil is priced in US dollars. Most Raw materials are priced in US dollars and because our Australian dollar is weaker, it means the cost of energy is increasing, so in particular um, fuel prices, diesel prices, etc. And that is inflationary. So the impact of Australia's recession is it can slow down our economy and cause inflationary pressures in our economy, which means uh, high interest rates for longer and high interest rates is is negative for property prices. Having said that, it's all in balance. So because there's a supply shortage in Australia and because there's this huge migration that's um, playing catch up in Australia, the demand for property is still high, which is why you're still seeing uh, properties' prices increasing currently on the back of that. So moving on to the last segment, and that's the future prospects for China's economy and the possibilities and opportunity it's going to create for Australia. And this is the exciting part. So because China is in this recession, the Chinese government is stimulating the economy. So you would have heard in the press that they've cut interest rates twice. Obviously, their interest rate regime is a little bit different to Australia as they target different parts of the interest rate curve when they cut interest rates and in particular they are targeting the shorter end of the curve where they've been cutting interest rates. There's a lot of speculation of fiscal stimulus that's going to happen in China as well to stimulate their economy and there are other benefits that they are doing such as revising the definition for first home buyers so in China if you had any form of debt um, previously you wouldn't be considered for a first home buyer but now they're scrapping that definition so it's broadening the concept of first home buyers which have a tax benefit to it so they've they're implementing those kind of policies and what that'll do obviously it's a lag effect as most economic policies are. But because they're stimulating the economy, the theory around that is it will improve consumer sentiment. And when consumer sentiment improves, the economy starts to improve. With the economy starting to improve, companies start to reinvest, and they will put more uh, capital towards manufacturing and playing with that catch up. So what that will imply in the future is Australia will be able to export its deflation, its inflation so cause a deflationary environment in our economy because we'll be able to get cheaper product or from like building supplies, etc. from China because of this economic stimulus. And that will, will add fuel to the fire for the next property boom that will happen when interest rates eventually come down in our economy. And that's prospects for the next 12 to 18 months. So opportunity is now to get into the property market while prices have not um, gone back to where they were prior to the 2022 bear market. So there's still opportunity because when the next bull market comes there will be a huge influx of demand for purchasing properties because investors and normal people wanting to buy a house will see lower interest rates in the horizon and more affordability. And with China's deflationary impact for building supplies, um, it should have a positive positive result for the increase in supply and rejuvenation of our building sector in Australia. So moving on to this week's uh, auction clearance results, New South Wales, <clears throat> good, good clearance again for this week, a 73% clearance rate with Sydney at just below 75%. Victoria clearing at 69%, so slightly under the 70% level with Melbourne also slightly under 70%. Western Australia looking particularly low and I think at the time of the market statistics that I'm reading here through core logic, they might not have been all the data that has come through because at the moment we're only seeing what's only being reported 12.5% clearance rate in Western Australia with Perth 17%. It does seem low but it would make sense that Western Australia would have a lower clearance rate because they are more affected by the mining slowdown in the back of the Chinese economy like I just explained. So it wouldn't make sense that their clearance rates would be a bit lower than other major states in in Australia. Queensland clearing at 63% with Brisbane showing a strong 70 almost 71% clearance obviously gearing up for the property boom that um, the next um, Olympic Games I think it is that's coming or one of the what or something like that forgive me if it's not the Olympic Games but it's a sporting event to that extent then the the obviously is still the Highest clearance rate in Australia is South Australia with a strong 87% clearance rate in Adelaide clearing at 88%. I hope this podcast was valuable and insightful and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Valmica Property Investing Podcast. I hope you found our discussion insightful and empowering. If you are interested in finding out more about our services at Valmica Buyers Agency, visit our website at valmicaproperty.com. There you'll discover how we can assist you in making informed decisions and achieving your property goals. See you on the next episode.